Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, welcome to our worldwide church service. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, I'm glad to see you today. I'm so glad that we get to be together for our time together. Uh, this week, we're celebrating Christmas this service. Praise the Lord. And, you know, uh, if you want to, go get you, get, I'll give you some time here. Well, as I'm talking at the beginning here, before we even do the message here, you can go get you some um, communion things there if you need to get a wafer and some juice or some crackers or or uh, some water to go with it, something like that, something you can take communion with. We're going to do that right after the message here. Uh, but uh, we are celebrating Christmas. Hey, did you look at the background here? If you're watching me by video, we've got all kinds of stuff going on behind me. we got a manger scene and all kinds of stuff. So celebrating Jesus here coming. Here in America, we're celebrating Christmas uh, coming up this, uh, I believe it's Saturday there. And uh, we're going to be celebrating him in this service. You know, God is so wonderful. And thank God for him sending his son. And I've even got my shirt on here. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I thought that was appropriate for this service here. You know, having a, something talking about the son, you know, and I'm so thankful for the son of God being born uh, this week. He's so good to us. God is so good to us. And he sent his son to die for you. Praise the Lord. And I'll give you that opportunity if you hadn't accepted Jesus at the end of this service too here. But, you know, you need the son. He's so good. You know, he came to give you life, you know, and he came to give it to you more abundantly. And we're so glad that we get to be with you today here. And uh, we're so glad that we're getting to spend some time together. I know uh, last week I had a little trouble with the uh, microphone on Podbeam. I apologize to you out there that are listening to Podbeam that uh, didn't get to chat with me there uh, or didn't hear the message uh, last week there, but it is uploaded. So you are welcome to listen to it there. But I, I had looked at that and we got it corrected there. So you should be able to hear me fine today uh, during the Christmas service. We will be doing communion, like I said, at the end. So you might want to make sure that you, uh, you have your uh, communion things there for the end here. But uh, you can catch us live though, and we are live every Wednesday and uh, you can catch us live on Sunday, Wednesday, of course, like today, it's 6 p.m. Central Time. We're live on Podbeam and live on streaming uh, so that everybody can have church that wants to have church. You know, some people are locked down still. Some people are, can't get to church. Well, we're here for you to be a blessing to you. We're here for people all around the world. Uh, if you actually look at the statistics and the things that people have been listening to us, it's amazing all the places that are listening to us. And uh, we are here to be a blessing to you and we're celebrating christmas with you today and uh, we're making sure we're taking some time for that and uh, you can do it you can listen to us on wednesdays at 6 p.m central time sundays at 4 p.m central time we are available here for you to listen to us and you know i don't just wander away after we get done i usually go to the chat there at the end if you have some questions or something you'd like to pray for you know i will after i get done with the message here i check that too after communion today and uh, make sure that uh, you know if you have something you'd like to talk to me about i am available for you to be a blessing to you after the service here and of course you can catch us like i said here the rebroadcast uh, you can listen to us if you, you know, we're on different time zones, people all around the world, and you have to be considered that. And people work different hours, you know. You know, you got people work 24 hours nowadays, you know, and and uh, you can catch us on the replay if you need to at your time zone and what's convenient for you and Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. Uh, Pandora, and uh, you can catch us on Amazon Music, Verbal, Audible, Apple, and Audio Junkie. Those are the ones I know about. There may be more out there. But you can listen to us on whatever's good for you. Uh, whatever you, you know you like to listen to and what time you can listen to it, it's there for you to be a blessing to you. And uh, all of it's free to be a blessing to you. Our, our podcasts are here to be a blessing to you and, and to help you enrich your life and help you to grow spiritually. That's what me and my wife, Sheila, are doing this and why we do this is so we can reach out to you. She helps me behind the scenes. She's done all this stuff here and, and she's done lots of other stuff to make sure that this podcast is available to you. And me and my wife work at it. My son even gets involved in helping helps if we need it there and uh, we make sure that we you know we were even praying for you even before the service here to make sure that you're getting what you need today and so it's not just me it's a family thing that and we do this together to be a blessing to you if you'd like to though you can give there's no pressure to give and uh, you know god's our source he, he meets all these needs for this podcast so he's always taking care of it but if you'd like to give so that you can be blessed you can go to the website there at jeremiah smith ministries 
www.podbean.com. And I believe the Lord will bless you back if you feel like you'd like to give there. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And you say, well, man, I, I can't give right now. You know, you can pray, though. You know, you don't have to give, but you can pray, you know. And you can take time, pray for the ministry every day if it's a blessing to you, you know. Take some time and do that. You can give that way. And uh, there's something you can always give if you don't have resources. You can do something, you know, and I believe God will bless you back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Amen. And I'm not pressuring you to do that. I'm just saying if you'd like to and you want to give and you can't, you know, there's ways you can give that are other than just giving things. You can pray uh, for me and pray for my family and pray for this ministry so that it can be a blessing to you all the time. You know, that's a wonderful, wonderful way to give and to take the time to do that. So that's just an idea there that you can do. But uh, of course, like I said, we will be doing communion at the end there, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you too there. And uh, we're going to get into our message here for Christmas. We'll be talking about some Christmas things here in the message. And uh, like I said, I'm so glad I get to be with you. It's it's wonderful that you took time to listen to what I have to say today by the Spirit of the Lord. And I feel like it's an honor and a privilege to get to be with you today. And thank you for being here today. I believe God wants to do something in your life. I wouldn't take the time to do this or be here right now if I didn't feel like he wanted to do something in your life. You know, even when I was doing this message, I was like, Father, what do you want me to talk about on Christmas? You know, I talked to him, you know, he's a God you can talk to. And I was talking to him and he gave me some things he wanted me to talk about, I feel like today. And I'm going to minister those things to you. I believe the Holy Spirit's our teacher. He's our help. He's our standby. I'm not saying you can't have Bible teachers and you can't have uh, other great resources, but the, overall, the Holy Spirit needs to be your teacher. He knows the word better than anybody. And he's, he's, he's been teaching me all my life, you know, and so I trust and rely on him for everything. He's our source for everything, right? And so we're going to get into the word today. Grab your Bible, grab your tablet, get your phone, you know, and I'm going to take my time through this. And, you know, if you don't have time to listen to the whole thing, what's great is you can go back and you can pause it and listen to it whenever you need to. But uh, we're going to take our time and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus. How about that? That'll be good. Let's, let's get into the word here. Grab your Bible, your tablet there, get your phone. And uh, we're going to get into this message. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for all the things you've done for us. Father, we thank you taking care of us this week, taking care of our families, Father, taking care of our friends, taking care of our loved ones. Oh, Father, you've been too good to us, Father, and we just thank you, Father, for taking care of everything we need this week, Father. Every need's met. Every, Father, every want is taken care of. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Our wants are taken care of. Our desires are taken care of. You take care of our desires, Father. And all that to be overflowing so we can be a blessing to someone else, Father. Help us to be thinking about others, others this week and being a blessing to them. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, as I was praying, you know, and this might be a minister, something to you today. Uh, I, I remember going through a Starbucks, you know. I don't know if you have those everywhere, everybody that's listening to me, but it's a coffee place there. And I remember I was going through there to get some coffee. And uh, the guy in front of me paid for me, <laughs> you know. And I was like, man, he he blessed me. I didn't even get a chance to bless him. So I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pay for the person behind me, you know. And uh, they had a pretty tall order, you know. And I was like, well, I'll do it. So I put, I paid for the whole thing. It was a blessing to the people behind me. You know, somebody today you can be a blessing to like that if you think about it. You know, what if you're going through McDonald's? You could buy the burger for the person behind you, right? <laughs> if you're going through a coffee place, you could get them some coffee, you know, and bless somebody behind you. They don't have to see it, you know, but you can be a blessing to them. And maybe your family could get involved in it, you know, something to that sort. But be a blessing to someone else around you uh, today. And we're celebrating God who gave his son, who is a blessing to us. He gave, right? And so we can give today and be a blessing to someone else and bless their lives. How, how about we do that? I think it'd be wonderful. Well, let's get into our message today. Father, we just ask also that you flood us with your light, help their Holy Spirit to be my teacher. Father, I ask that you anoint the words as I speak them, speak what needs to be heard over those words today, Father. When I'm speaking, you might be speaking something else. And Father, we just ask for your help and guidance by your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I, if I leave something out, I want to go back and get it. Amen. Make sure we're praying it. Let's get into the word. Are you ready? 
We're going to be talking from Luke 1 today. I know you're probably familiar with this. We're going to pull out some points that uh, the Father gave me today, and uh, we're going to get into this. Luke 1 and the 26th verse, I will be reading mostly from the NIV today. And so if you have the international version, hey, you're ready to go, man. <laughs> we're going to be reading out of that today. Luke 1, 26 says it like this, and this is talking about the birth of Jesus being foretold. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Boy, isn't that a compliment? She, he says you're highly favored and the Lord is with you, you know. Did you know you're highly favored and the Lord is with you right there where you're at today? Maybe you feel alone today and you feel like nobody's there, you know. You're just like Mary. You're you're highly favored and, and the Lord is with you today, praise the Lord. You're not alone. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you. He's there with you right now, right? And especially when you're with me here today, the Bible says when two of us come together, there he is in the midst of us. He's right here with us now, right? And he's with you right there where you're at, comforting you, encouraging you right there. And uh, let's get into the rest of this. The 29th verse says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting, greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. You know, uh, in the Bible, most of the time when they had an angel come to them, you know, they, you know, it wasn't that they were scary, but their brightness of the glory around them, you know, they almost always said, be not afraid. You know, there must have been something that frightened them about it, you know, but they always said, be not afraid. You know, it's powerful to notice that. But do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Oh, there's no more wonderful name than that, is there? There's not a better name than that out there, Jesus, right? Even when I talk about it, I get excited. My spirit gets excited within me when I say Jesus, right? You know, when you're all alone and no one's around and you are you don't feel like you're going to, anything can be done for you and you're at your bottom of the rope there, you can always call on Jesus, right? You know, I, I don't believe if your airplane was going right, airplane was going down right now and you were on it, you would be calling for anything else but Jesus. Jesus, right? Jesus is who they call, and Jesus is the answer for all situations, right? Now, there's not a name higher than his name. Matter of fact, the Bible says that everybody shall bow to the name of Jesus. There's a powerful name right there, and they call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And that means there's no nothing higher, right? <laughs> God is most high, right? There's nobody higher than him, you know? And, you know, some people may say that something else is higher than him, but there's nothing that even compares to the most high, right? He's the one that made the planets and the solar system and the sun. He's the one that set the ball of fire out there for us to make sure we have just enough light, right? He's the one that put our planet right here so we'd have just enough oxygen and we're not burned up, right? He's, he's the most high, right? And he's here with us today. The Lord God will give him the throne for his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow, Jesus' kingdom will never end, ever. And it says, how will he, this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, and she who was said to be unable to conceive in her six months, will no word from God will ever fail. That's powerful. Think about, you know, you, even when she talked to Elizabeth, if you look at the stories in the other Gospels there, you'll see that when she talked to Elizabeth, her baby leaped within her, you know. And, uh, you know, when it comes to something of God, you know, it'll make you leap within on the inside. You know, you should get excited about the things of God, right? And Elizabeth was having her baby there. And uh, listen to what it says here in the 38th verse. says, I am the Lord's servant. But Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Boy, we're going to talk about some stuff here today, talking about Mary. You know, and she's a part, she's a, one of the word of, one of the great 
people in the faith chapter and 11th verse, 11th chapter of Hebrews, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about here. Since we're about to celebrate our Lord's birthday, I thought it would be great to look at some lessons that we can learn about Mary during the process of Jesus's birth. And uh, we're going to look at those today. I felt like that's what the Lord put in my heart was to talk about her life a little bit and, uh, you know, to recall a little bit of things about Mary. You know, there's a lot of, I have a lot of respect for Mary. I really do, you know, for all the things that she had to go through and, uh, you know, the boldness that she had to have, all the, all the challenges that she faced. I mean, you think about it, man, you know, this was a woman that was willing to persevere a willing, a person that had a dream bigger than life, you know, a, a purpose bigger than life within her, you know, and yet, and if it wasn't for her, you and me wouldn't be saved right here today. If you think about that today, God would have had to find someone else. And how easy would that have been to find somebody of the great faith that she had at that time? It's powerful to think about the perseverance and the attitude that she had to get the determination she had to get done what she needed to do in her life for, for us to have our Savior be born for us on this earth and to be able to be saved and for Jesus to be on the earth for his ministry and, and for him to die on the cross for us, man, he can just go on and on. This is a powerful, and this is where it started right here. I mean, we're going to look at that today. One lesson we can learn from Mary is that she had to be a person willing to carry the baby Jesus. Think about that today. She had to be willing to do it. You know, not everybody's willing, you know, when God comes to them to do something, right? But to some people, they are willing, you know, you think about Noah and him building that ark, you know, he had to be a person willing to do that, you know, he could have said, no, that's not for me, you know, and Mary could have said, no, this isn't for me. These are big things God called them to do, you know, not little stuff, you know, and God, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything little in the Bible that God ever called somebody to do something, you know, and you think about that. He called her to do something big and she had to be willing to do it. You know, and there's a lot of things, a lot of challenges she had to face just for accepting the mission that God gave to her, you know, and she was willing to do it. Aren't you thankful she was willing today? Aren't you thankful that she was willing to take on the assignment God had for her today? You know, and you think about with your life, are you willing to take on the assignment that God gave you today? You know, Mary was willing, right? And if he, she saw something bigger than life that God had her to do, and she was willing to do that. I think we can learn some lessons about her willingness to do what God had her to do. Look at the 38th verse here. It says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. And she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. See, she had a response in faith. She was a person that didn't just, she didn't go, no, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> she didn't go, no, nah, I don't think so, God. I, this is a big project and, you know, I'm, I'm getting married here and I got some stuff going on here and I, I no, nah, this isn't for me, you know, but no, she answered in faith and she accepted the mission. She said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. I love that. Boy, you talk about it. That's an answer of faith, right? And uh, I believe God knew in advance that she was the person to use. You know, obviously he was looking at her life and that was her purpose for her life. And he was watching her life and he obviously knew this was someone that could do it. She had the potential to do what he wanted her to do in her life. You know, this was her, she was born to do, you know, and she took on the assignment that God had for her. She had to be willing to be used by God to make a major impact on the world. What if, what if she didn't have an answer of faith today? Do you think that we would have had a Savior born? Do you think we would have had Jesus born? You know, God probably, I'm sure, would have used someone else. But thank God she accepted the assignment that God gave her. What if she would said, I don't think so? <laughs> what if she would have been like some people and she said, well, you know, let's wait till all the conditions are perfect. You know, the conditions for her were not perfect. You know, and her life at that specific time were not perfect. You know, what if she said, I, I'm, I'm going to have to wait till all the conditions are perfect, you know? Has God ever asked you to do something and all the conditions weren't perfect, you know? <laughs> it seemed like every time he asked me to do something, it seemed like the conditions are not exactly like I'd like them to be, you know? But, you know, she, was, she, she took the assignment anyway, right? She was willing to take on the assignment even with the conditions like they were, you know, when we look at the hall of fame of people, faith people in the Bible and uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, they all got one major ingredient. And it's interesting what they all had in common, where they were people of faith, right? Are you a person of faith? You know, God wants you to have some faith. 
And Mary, she had a response of faith. So she was a person of faith, wasn't she? She was a person willing to do what God asked her to do. She believed God and she took on the assignment. Hebrews eleven sixteen says it like this. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. You think about that today, you know, in your life, if you want to please God, you got to have some faith, you know, you got to trust him to do some wonderful things in your life. You know, he doesn't want you staying just where you're at. He doesn't want you, you know, he called you to great things. He put you on this earth for a specific reason. And, you know, he, he doesn't like to leave you right there where you're at. You know, he wants to see you do some wonderful things, just like he asked Mary to do some wonderful things in her life here. But it says here, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So there's two things that these people had in common in the 11th chapter, right? Is that they believe they had two things in common. They had faith to believe that he is. And when I think of that, I, I believe he's saying that I am. he is your everything. He's your source for everything. He's my peace. He's my joy. You must believe he is. Your, he's your provider. He takes care of all your stuff. He's a good God, right? You got to believe he is your everything. But then you also need to believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, matter of fact, if you look in that James, I believe it's the first chapter, he says, when, when he gives you wisdom, he gives it to you liberally, right? With and one translation for understand these means with open hand to take it, right? You got to believe he's a giver. Right. And he's a giver. He gave his son just like what we're talking about here. You got to believe he's a giver. And she obviously knew these two things because that's what pleases the father. Right. You got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. And I believe that she had both of those qualities. That's why God came to her. Right. Those are the things that please him. He's looking to and fro for some people that believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Right. He wants to he wants to, to use everybody, but he's looking for those that have some faith, right? Those that can do some, you know, believe and trust him for the unimaginable. <laughs> he loves those type of people. God just loves those type of people. He likes people that are willing to just trust him to do anything, right? Are you willing to trust him to do anything? You know, he can provide anything. He can make anything. He can do anything. He's God, right? And, you know, we have to be careful about limiting him. He can do anything. And he has no problem taking care of your situation and someone across the earth's situation because he's God and he's everywhere at one time, right? And he just looks to and fro for some faith, amen? So she believed that he is, or she wouldn't have even acted like it. She would have acted in doubt. She wouldn't even have took on the assignment. If she didn't believe who he was, she wouldn't have trusted him to take the assignment or believe that it was going to happen, right? And she also believed that he was a warder. She wouldn't have submitted to the process of going to have a baby. Think about that. You talk about a, a nine-month ordeal here, and she submitted to the process. So she believed there was going to be a reward at the end, didn't she? You know, and you think about it, too. You know, it wasn't all about her, right? The assignment he gave her wasn't all about her, was it? This was about the world. This was about helping someone else, wasn't it, right? And our assignments that he gives us, you know, they're about uh, they're about helping someone else. They're about a hurting and world out there. And I love how she was willing to submit to the process to help someone else, you know, to be a blessing to someone else, gave her life and made sure that she was going to be a blessing to the world, you know, powerful to think about that, right? Mary, she's a person we should respect a lot in the faith, amen? She was a woman that wanted to please God. What else can we say about Mary? <laughs> All that in just the beginning, right? What else could we say about her, right? Mary had to be someone who did not worry about what people thought of her. <laughs> you know, if you're a person that's worried about what people think of you, you probably shouldn't follow God, right? You know, if you're if you're concerned about what someone says, you know, I get, you know, you I get comments, you know, sometimes from people that you know you wouldn't believe sometimes. I get I get people say some things about me that you may not believe sometimes and if that was the thing that would deter me, you know, I shouldn't follow God, right? You you know, you can't let somebody's comments or what someone has to say about you keep you from fulfilling the will of God in your life, right? You know, you think about Noah, you know, building that ark, you know, and how they probably ridiculed him. Man, you're building a boat here in the middle of nowhere. What do you, there's no rain. What are you thinking here, buddy? You know, this, <laughs> this isn't something that's, you know, this doesn't make any sense in the natural, you know. 
And you think about the ridicule that she had to go through in her time, you know, because she had some specific things that they could ridicule, ridicule her about. Let's look at the scripture about her relationship with Joseph here in the 26th verse. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged. Notice it says she was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. But, you know, she says that she was pledged to be married, you know, as equivalent basically to being engaged today, right? You know, she this one, was she was spoken for, right? You know, and, and it was a big deal, you know, if you weren't a virgin at the time that you, you know, when you got married, you know. This was a disgrace. Leviticus, it says it like this in the 21st chapter of the 14th verse, talking about the high priest. It says, he is not to marry a widow, a divorced woman, or one defiled by prostitute. He is to marry a virgin from, from his own people. And in the 21st verse, the 7th verse, it says, a priest must not marry a woman defiled by prostitution or divorce by her husband, for the priest is holy to his God, right? So specifically, he was supposed to marry virgins, right? And you think about that today. He wanted someone to be pure, you know, and it was a big deal. And he tried to live by the law. The Bible says Joseph tried to live by the law. He was very particular about that. Joseph had lots of trouble with this, and he wanted to call it off, you know, and he he was concerned what people would think, not just about himself, but about her, his new fiance and wife, you know? Let's look at that real quick. Joseph accepts it here. Let's look here in the 18th verse. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. Notice what it says there. He was someone who wanted to make sure he was doing everything in the law. He didn't want to break something in the law, and he wanted to be a person that was a man of God. Uh, what an honorable man this man was, Joseph, right? He, you know, and he, he knew there was going to be some ridicule coming for him and his wife. People are going to have some stuff to say, <laughs> you know. There's even places in the Bible, you know, how if you sin, they, you, they would take you out of the camp and they'd stone you. You know, this was a big deal, sin being in the camp. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to look at his life here. And it says, and yet did not want to expose her to the public disgrace. So he's telling us there would be public disgrace for her. And he had in mind to divorce her quietly. It says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Powerful to think about there, isn't it? His name's going to be Jesus. And it's going to be, man, you know, the angel comes and helps him. And the 22nd verse it says, And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Aren't you glad God's with us today? Praise the Lord. When Joseph woke up, he did not he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. He's like, "Let's get married." <laughs> I think if you had an angel came to you and you had a visitation, you'd probably be like, hey, let's, let's get let's, whatever you ask. Let's get it done, you know. And that's what he did. He he, he decided, well, it's time to get married. Notice Mary and Joseph had a lot of pressure on them, though. You know, lots of pressure from people on them about what they would think about them and how they could be treated, you know. You know, and you have to be bold to serve God. you got to be a person that's not willing to worry about others, Right. When you do anything for the Lord, you can't worry about what people will think of you. That's powerful to think about, though, you know, but it's it's so true today. You know, we're living in a world where you've got to be bold for Jesus, right? You can't worry about what the world's thinking of you, you know, and, you know, and it's, you know, I'm not saying do inappropriate stuff that you don't need to be doing, you know, but you still don't need to be denying your faith and you don't need to be denying the principles of the word of God, right? And you think about with her, you know, her life, Man, it was out there for the world, right? All the stuff that was going on with her was out there for the world to see, right? Powerful to think about. Let's look at Luke 9 real quick here. Luke 9, and we're going to go to the 25th verse, and it says it like this. It says, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet or for or forfeit their, their very self? Whosoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them. 
So Jesus instructed us, you know, to not be ashamed, not ashamed of him, not ashamed of his words, right? And so, you know, we don't want him being ashamed of us. So we want to be bold Christians for him when it comes to his glory and and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. You know, I, I want to be a person that's not, you know, an undercover Christian, so to speak, right? I want to be a person that, you know, that's, that people know what I stand for, you know, and I, I like them to know that. You know, I was thinking of a story when I was doing this message of a gentleman. I, I play, We played at a, um, a particular concert. i never forget. It was an open-air concert when I was playing in a Christian band. And I'll never forget there was this other group. And I, I would go listen to the other groups because I enjoyed it so much, you know. And this gentleman got out there. And, boy, he sang so beautiful. And his band sang so great. I mean, just a wonderful, wonderful band. And he, right in the middle of him doing that, he said, he said something that really surprised me. He said, I used to be an undercover Christian. He said, I used to be one that hid in the shadows, you know, but now I'm bold for Jesus, you know. You know, we don't need to be undercover Christians, right? We need to be people that are bold for Jesus, you know. And that, that doesn't mean that we have to slap people around with our Bible, but we need to be showing love to the world and not denying who gives us that love, right? We need to be people that represent Jesus in a good way. And I, I think that's powerful to think about, you know, him wanting to put his life out there so that he's not hiding what's what's really good to be putting out there to represent Jesus, right? Powerful stuff when you think about it, you know, but yet he he was doing that at that time when he was playing that band. He was he was being bold for Jesus out there. I think that's wonderful. Mary could have not fulfilled what God needed her to do if she worried about the thoughts of others, you know, what they thought of her, you know. And, you know, we can so easily get into that same predicament if we're not careful, right? It's a wonderful lesson to learn from Mary, right? We can be people just because of what someone thinks, how they feel about what we're doing. We don't do what God's called us to do, you know, and we don't need to take a survey of what everybody thinks when God asks you to do something, right? We don't need to see, hey, how's he feel about this and how's that person feel about it? No, we need to be doing what God's called us to do, you know. You know, if he's telling you to minister to somebody, you know, you, who else? You, you're the one he's using at the time, you know. Be the person that's, that does what he asks you to do. Be the person he can count on, someone he can rely on to do what he's called you to do, you know. Maybe you're the only one, right? Maybe you're the only one that's able to help that person in need at that time, you know. Maybe he's already checked with a few people with the Holy Spirit, giving them a check, trying to help that person, yet you're going, we're the one that's there at the time, and we want to be the person that takes care of that person, you know, not worried about what everybody thinks, right? Not taking a survey, <laughs> but we're doing what God's asked us to do, you know. There's so many people, you have to be careful, you know, when God tells you something, you, you question it so much, you're asking everybody's opinion, but, you know, you need to be doing what God's called you to do, right? What's he speaking to your heart about? And Mary did that. I love that, you know. She just said, be it unto me. I'll, I'll do it. No problem. Just be it unto me. We took on the assignment, and the Lord could count on her, right? Oh, just some good things you can learn from Mary. What else can we learn about Mary? Mary had to be in this thing for the long haul, right? You think about it. She knew this is going to be a pregnancy, and it's going to be nine months, right? And you know, with your assignment, he'll show you that in picture. Notice what he did to her. He gave her the in picture, right? And, but you had to be willing to go through the hall to get to what you're supposed to get to. You know, God's going to help you. He'll give you the supernatural ability. He's going to take care of it. He's going to protect you. He's going to make sure that you get there. But you got to be a person determined to go through the long haul. I think about my wife when I think about this, you know, how she went to college and she was in it for the long haul. You know, she had to go to get her degrees and then she did. She went to get her bachelor's and did it for years to do that. And then she then she went and went even for the, more of the long haul, went to do her master's degree, you know, in it for the long haul. Right. You know, and you, you know, you can see the end picture of what you want, but you also got to be in it for the long haul, you know. And sometimes you got to do whatever it takes, you know, to get there. You know, Lord, will help you with everything you need to, but you got to be a person that's willing to work with what you got to get where you need to go. I was thinking about the newsboys, you know, and I think I told this story the other day, but it was I was listening to a song of theirs, you know, because listening to some old CDs and things, and I'll never forget him saying in the song, he said something like they pawn their stuff to get where they needed to go and. And, you know, how they, they were willing to do whatever they had to do to get to their, the goal that God gave them, you know. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to do everything you can to reach that goal? You know, how bad do you want it, right? And she had to be a person that was willing to go after it, and she had to be a person that was determined, you know. Let's look at this real quick here in Luke, the first chapter. 
in the 30th verse, it says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. I love that. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the, the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. But notice though, what he says there, he says, he says, you will conceive and give birth. So she knows she's got a, a, a haul she's got to go through to get to this, you know. Interesting things about a, a baby, you know, uh, that uh, it's important to know about having a baby. I don't know if you've ever had <laughs> had a baby or known somebody that had a baby. We're going to talk about that. But notice she had to know she had nine months to pers persevere through, not to mention the natural things besides the pregnancy that she was going through. You know, uh, at the time, Herod was trying to kill him too, you know. And uh, she's trying to have this baby within this nine months, and Herod, he's after him, you know. So she's got natural stuff she's facing. She's got physical things she's facing. All kinds of stuff she's facing to try to make this thing happen, you know. So she's got to be a person determined, you know. Some people, you know, they, you know, they would have, they would abort a baby as soon as it, you know, as soon as it, they don't want to go through the trouble. As soon as they know that they're having a baby, they want to abort it, you know, because they don't want to go through the trouble. They don't want the responsibility. You know, it is responsibility having kids. I have two kids, and it is a responsibility having to having kids, right? But you know, she you can either be a person that's willing to be to determined to have those babies, be a person determined to do the steps involved, or you can be a person that's not willing to experience that part of life. You know, and some people they're just not willing to experience that part of life. And it's, it's important to be a person of determination. But let's look here in Matthew, the second chapter in the 13th verse. It says, when they had God, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up. He said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So she's facing natural issues here and of being protected, you know, and she's having to travel. You know, he had to get up to take her to Egypt. Think about that today, you know, on travel, nine months, trying to have a baby, lots of pressure, but yes, she's willing to go through it, but make sure that we had a savior being born. Amen. Mary had to want to want it so bad that she was not willing to give up during adversity. Are you a person that caves in and quits when you have a little adversity? <laughs> Are you a person that when you're faced with adversity said, no, this is not for me, right? Well, you know, you're never going to have great things from God and you're never going to have great things in your life if you're not a person that's willing to take on challenges and adversity, you know. You might as well get up in the morning and put a smile on your face and sing something like the joy of the Lord is my strength, you know, and I or rejoice in the Lord and just get ready to overcome with God's help, right? You, you got to be a person that's willing to face adversity. A person's willing to get up in the morning and, and take on, you know, the offense. You know, you think about a, a football team, how there's an offense, you know, and they just, they're going at it, you know, and they're go, they're trying to get to their goal, you know, but they've got to be a person that's willing to take on adversity if they're going to get to the goal, right? And you got to be a person that gets up every morning and puts on that power of God from the inside, put on the coat and put on the armor, you know, and be willing to face adversity. You know, you wouldn't even have to put on armor if there wasn't adversity, right? And that's why you got to put on that armor every day and get up and face it every day with God's help. He didn't ask you to do it alone. He didn't ask her to do it alone. He was there for all the stages of her life. And, you know, you've got to be a person willing to get up. You know, she wanted it bad enough that she was willing to face adversity. She knew she was going to face adversity, right? Reminds me of Paul. You know, he knew that he was going to face adversity. Even the Holy Spirit told him, he said, you're going to face adversity. But the thing that you know about adversity means you're going the, the right way, right? If you're not getting adversity, you're not going the right way, you know. But if you're getting adversity and you're getting challenges all the time, that means you're probably going the right way, right? You're going the way God wants you to go. If you're one of those people that aren't doing anything for the Lord, you know, you're not getting adversity. If you think, well, it's, this is the life for me, you know, no adversity. Well, you're not reaching for those things of God because you would be getting adversity if you're reaching for the things of God, right? And that's that's how you know that you're in the will of God. You're facing adversity, you know. You should tell, you should glory about it. That's why Paul could say the things that he said, you know. I take pleasure in my infirmities. <laughs> you think about that, you know. Paul took pleasure. Why would he take pleasure in it? Because he knew 
he knew that he was going to, he was in the right place. He knew he was in God's will so he could take pleasure in adversity. And that's the place you got to get to is where you take pleasure in it. Amen. You say, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> I must be going the right way today. Amen. And that's what's so wonderful about the things of God when you're facing adversity. Amen. And she was a person that was willing to face the adversity. She had nine months of stages of being pregnant. Like I said earlier, you know, if you know anybody that's been pregnant or somebody that's been pregnant or or you had a family member or a wife, I've had a wife that's been pregnant, you know, the stages of pregnancy are not easy. It's not easy to overcome through pregnancy, you know. It's uncomfortable being moved just for one thing, you know, and she was being moved through these stages of pregnancy as this baby was growing inside of her. Mothers deal with many things. They deal with depression. They deal with back pain. They deal with swollen ankles. They deal with hunger, unbelievable amounts of hunger. You're feeding yourself and someone else on the inside of you. Joseph's like having to stop at a McDonald's everywhere he goes. You know, <laughs> He's like, give me two apple pies, three apple pies. He didn't know how many to get, you know, but he's got to make sure he's taking care of this, you know, and he's got to make sure that and she's discomfort. And not to mention, like, she's dealing with a constant awareness of being safe, you know. You know, pregnant people, they can't just jump off the, you know, the the uh, the mule. They can't just, you know, they've got to be careful and take care of the baby through the process, you know. I was real protective of my wife when she's having our first child, you know, and I'm protective over the second child, you know, because, you know, I want to make sure she's safe. You don't want her tripping and falling. you got to take care of this baby, Right. And so, you know, you got to be protective of the baby. Are you protective of what God's telling you today? Are you protective of it? Are you holding on to it? You know, the Bible says that he comes, the enemy comes to steal the word as soon as he gives it to you, you know. So he's coming himself specifically is what the Bible says to steal the word from you. And you got to be protective of what God's given you today. You know, you got to be a person that's cultivating it, taking the time with it meditating on it, you know, and making sure you don't let anything take it from you, you know, and that's what she did. She was a person that was determined through adversity, right? Plus, we're knowing that she will go through the most painful experience probably in her life having a baby, you know, this is her first one. So you think about it, they didn't have an epidural back then, you know, they didn't have something for pain back then. But yet she knew she was going to face the nine months of all the issues. And then she's going to have the baby, one of the most ex painful experiences she ever had, you know. But yet she was willing to do it. Amen. She was willing to be a person of perseverance. Well, we can learn a lot from her life. She was a willing to persevere person, you know. Are you a persevering person today or are you just, you give up, you know, after some time? God gives you something, you hold on to it, you're excited about it for five days and then you give up after that, you know, or are you, God gives you something, you hold on to it for a month and then you're faced with a challenge and you give up. Mama says this to you, grandma says that to you, your brother says this to you, your sister says that to you, and you get it thrown off and you don't fulfill what God's called you to do, and you give up on it, you know. She wasn't a person like that. We can learn from her example, amen. She was a persevering person, and she was a person that was dedicated to what God had her to do through the long haul. We can learn so much from her. Do you believe that today? We can learn so much from her, you know. And because of her perseverance, we got to have a Savior for all of humanity. Think about that. Because she was willing to not give up and not willing to quit, she was a person that delivered what God had given her. We had a savior for all humanity. What is it that thing God's given you that you should be delivering to the world that somebody needs today? That God's put on your heart and you could affect lives around us today. You know, you think about it. Are you willing to persevere? Are you willing to give that to the world? Or are you going to be a person that doesn't, that just caves in and quits? No, Mary wasn't like that. She was a person that was willing to deliver a Savior to all the world. Aren't you thankful for Mary? <laughs> Glory to God for Mary. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord for Mary. Luke 2, the fourth chapter says it like this. It says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger 
because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Once again, notice an angel was there. And he had to tell him, don't be afraid, right? He said, but I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Aren't you glad for the Messiah, the Lord? You know, they were waiting for the Messiah, and here he is. And you think about that today, and it was because of perseverance, not worrying about what people thought of her, taking on the task that God gave her, you know, and I love that about Mary. She wasn't somebody, you know, she wasn't just any old person, not just any person. She was a person willing to take on a task, not to worry what people thought so much like the other partridges of faith, you know, the people of faith in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, not worrying about what people thought, you know, and she was willing to persist and not cave in and quit. And she delivered, the most wonderful baby in the world, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Powerful stuff to think about. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth. Peace to those who, whom, whom his favor rests. And Think about that today. Glory to God, but Jesus was born. That's powerful to think about, isn't it? because of the great perseverance of Mary. You think we can learn some stuff from her? Has that ministered to you today? Have you, are you wanting to be like Mary? I want to be more like Mary. I don't know about you, but I believe God wants us to learn some lessons from her today. Amen. So today we're celebrating Jesus' birth, and thank God for our Savior Jesus, the Christ being born, being born our Messiah. Aren't you glad for Jesus today? Praise the Lord. He's wonderful. I'm so glad that he was born. I don't know about you. We should take just a minute and thank him for a minute. Father, we just thank you, Father, for being born through Jesus. We just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for our Messiah. We praise you for Jesus today. We just love you, Father. Glory to God. We thank you that we have peace because of Jesus today. We thank you that we have healing because of Jesus today. We thank you for him being born for us to take on the things that we need to have in this life. Praise the Lord. It's so wonderful to think about having a Savior, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, we're going to do our communion here. I was kind of ending it a little bit short there so we could have some communion today. If you would, grab your cup, get your crackers there. Get yourself ready there. We're going to have communion here. And uh, we're going to spend some time with the community here. Let me get my uh, take just a moment. Get your things there. I'm getting myself ready here, and we'll have communion here. Praise the Lord. You know, and there's a song we used to sing when I was back in the when I was young back in the day. We'd sing, "Oh, the blood of Jesus." You know, and it was a powerful song. You know, that's what the elders used to sing. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of jesus oh the blood of jesus it washes white as snow we're about to take communion i'm gonna give you a chance to get saved before we do that let's go ahead and pray for those who'd like to get saved if you don't know jesus i'm gonna give you that opportunity right now to know jesus just pray this with me today. We're going to be praying out of Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And so you pray this with me today if you'd like to be saved. Father, I just confess Jesus as Lord of my life. I believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead, and I confess Jesus as Lord of my life today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer with us, you know, you are saved right now. We're so glad you're in the family. We welcome you in the family. And you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love you. And we'd love to hear from you there. Write it down. Write down the time. Write down the date that you prayed this prayer with me here today. And, uh, you know, so you don't forget it. You know, if the enemy's telling you all oh, you didn't get saved, you can look back and see that. And you'll remember that you got saved right then. And welcome to the family of God. And, and we get done here. I'll look at the uh, comments 
and I'll see you if you want to. You can let me know. I'd love to know if you got saved there. Or if you have a prayer request, I'd love to spend some time with you. We're going to do the communion if you just got saved. This is what we do in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And we're just doing a special communion today for Christmas here. And uh, we're going to do that right now. If, and if you would, grab your items there as we we start here in 1 Corinthians 11, chapter 23rd verse. It says, For I received from the Lord himself that which I passed on to you. It was given to me personally that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was treacherously delivered up, and while he his betrayal was in progress, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. So let's take the bread today. And like I said, you could use a cracker or whatever you have there for a wafer. I just have a regular wafer here. We need to thank him for his, his body being broken for us. We thank you, Father, for your body being broken for us today. We thank you, Father, for going to the cross, Father. Father, we thank you for taking stripes on your back, on your body for us today, Father. We, we, we know that the scourges were even made with glass in them, Father. And they, they, they were, they took, you took stripes on your back for us, Father. We thank you for the breaking of the body, which meant healing for us, Father, today. We thank you for your healing and your healing power today. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And we just praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So similarly, when, uh, when supper was ended, he took the cup also saying, this cup is a new covenant uh, ratified and established in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it to call and affectionately to remembrance. So take the cup today. This represents the blood. Father, we thank you for the blood today. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that covenant blood, Father, being shed for us, Father. We thank you that blood has the life in it, Father. And we thank you, Father, you gave your life to us, Father. We received life from you, Father. You're the only giver of life, and we thank you for giving life for us, Father, us receiving your life within us, Father, so that we could be alive again in Christ Jesus. And we just thank you for the blood, Father. We just thank you, Father. We have, because of the blood, the blood covenant, and we can, we can, we have protection. We have healing. We have, Father, we have everything because of your blood. And we just thank you for your blood today. And we praise you for it. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise him. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus washes white as snow. Maybe today you're needing some forgiveness today, you know, and uh, you, you were doing this communion with us, you know, and maybe you've done some things, you know. Well, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. It washes you white as snow. You need to come to him. Let him help you today. Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you, Father, Lord, for those that may not be right with you today. Father, help them, Father, to realize the blood has been shed for them, your blood, Father, and for, through Jesus. And we just thank you, Father, for them having forgiveness today. And Lord, we just receive that forgiveness for, for, them, for them to receive their forgiveness. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we just love you, Father. We thank you for all your goodness, and we praise you for all the things that you've done today. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so glad I got to be with you today. I hope you enjoyed this wonderful service. I hope you're ready for a wonderful Christmas. I believe God's going to do some wonderful things for you this Christmas. We love you. And if you'd like to talk to me, I'm going to stick around here for a little bit. I'll be in the comments there, and uh, you can talk and chat with me if you like. We love you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com. Thank you for listening.